You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Exciting news. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. College roommate, college, I say college roommate, college friend on the podcast today, Mr. Nick Chafee. Uh, we've been friends for a while. Wow, it's been a long time since you graduated. Too long. I hate thinking about that, right? Forever. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, both went to SNU, uh, big fans of football, soccer, I guess, how you guys would call former it, but athletes. former SNU athletes. Uh, you know, now you're in teaching, right? Teaching, athletic training. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, it's a mix. Healthcare, education. Uh-huh. Um, but basically just working, you know, with kids and, you know, and athletes all yeah. together. It's kind of something I'm passionate about. That's a good thing to be like, you know, you've grown up playing all these sports and now you have a job doing kind of what you, it's, you know, teaching yeah, with somewhere. kids. So, um, yeah, it's fun. A lot of fun. But, um, you know, like I said, we met at SNU, had a lot of fun in school, uh, I guess Jackson was your roommate, right? Jackson was my roommate for a year, and then yeah. Trey Styles, the other three. Yeah. So. so a lot of mutual friends growing up with, I guess you would grow up within the Bethany area around that, um, and played soccer at SNU? Yes, sir. How was that? It was, it was a big change, man. Like, you grew up in America playing soccer with a bunch yeah. of American kids playing club, and then you get to the, uh, the college level and then throw in the factor of all these former professionals and foreign athletes and it's like it's not even the same game yeah it's a different yeah different atten- yeah, different intensity i guess would be the right word for it absolutely yeah and it, you know some people either you, you hate it because you're not getting any playing time or you adapt and you love it yeah and you adapted and loved it oh yeah and then i guess did four years right did four years um didn't red shirt but you know after after i played soccer you know i had to change my major and because all i wanted to do was play soccer yeah and you know, and then had to start thinking about a career and ended up going into healthcare, mm-hmm. um, sports medicine. And, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. And I mean, after that and changing a major and not being eligible to play sports, you know, we, we dominated some intramural, oh, yeah. intramural in, oh, yeah. indoor, didn't we? That was a lot of fun. Some, some heated moments with, uh, those people listening who know us will know my college roommate, Raymond, um, very intense person on the indoor football court, yeah. I guess, would be the right, right yeah. way to put it. We had some great games. He's a rated player, too. Oh, 100%. Could yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. For a guy his size, so, you know, he came over and played American football for, for SNU, and then you get him on the, uh, you know, on the indoor kind of five-a-side court, and for a guy that size, had some feet. Oh, Surprisingly, how good. Like, I would recruit him to come play with our indoor team. Yeah. And this dude was like, got the ball at half court with like this crazy intense touch. Yeah. And then he just laced it top corner, 30 yards out indoor. Like, you don't do that anymore no, you don't because do the that. goal's so small. Yeah. We had no. a good time for sure. Um, no, but obviously the reason for today, you know, you, we've, we've been friends for a while now. And, and this is something obviously I've been aware of and, and people that know you have been very, very aware of. But 
um, a special time this year with the you know the the 25 year anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, something that's very very close to your heart. You know we have a personal um, ties to, to everything that went on. Um, and yeah, when you, when you reached out and said, you know, I'd love to share my testimony to the listeners, man. I mean, it's it's an honor to have you you know do that on the podcast um so what exactly i guess would do you you know take me back to that moment like what do you remember about 95 and that whole you know day you know 95 you know i was born in 91 mm-hmm. so i'm i'm four or five yeah and it may be the worst things because i don't have any recollection yeah of that day um of the that type of trauma um, no memories of my mom whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just all kind of been a, uh, a learned experience Yeah. over the years. And mm-hmm. maybe that's a blessing that, you know, you don't have that emotional attachment in that, that type of trauma, but in a way it's damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole experience and my whole relationship with, you know, that tragedy downtown is completely different than, you know, say my dad's or my older sister. You know, that had, you know, the experience that remembered that, you know, knew what my mom was like, knew the character of my mom. Um, You know, those are things that, you know, I learned through stories and, you know, other people's memories. So Mm -hmm. that's that's been that's been what's difficult with it growing up as a kid. And even as an adult today, you know, I still learn new things. And, you know, that's I don't know if I'm getting emotional about it, but it's just a. it's a very surreal feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of feels like limbo. Yeah, because I guess you know your your dad and your and your sister. How old? How much older is your sister? So sister's ten years older than me. Okay, so she was very aware of what's happening. Oh yeah. So you know your your dad and your sister have these real clear memories Absolutely. of your mother, and they tell stories and they laugh and they you know they joke about what your mum did, what she was yeah. like, you know. And then I guess it's tough because you can't really attach to that. No, you can't. You you can't. You don't feel like you identify with that. Yeah. And, and it makes, of course, they're your dad and your sister, but they're your fam family. Yeah. And you, you're missing out on you know, a family experience. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's been tough. As a high school, um, or you know, just an adolescent kid, is you you're like, what was that like? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that affects your relationship with them because it's like, they have that, I want that, but you'll never get it. Right. And then, like I said, growing up with kids that you're the same age as you who kind of, like I said, they don't remember that day either. Absolutely. You know, but you see everyone else that's older than you and everyone older than you who was around your family knows. So they always have that memory. Yeah. They Even if they have one memory of, you know everything that happened or, or your mother or whatever it is like it that must be so hard yeah and it's like you know they have that one memory and i don't yeah and you know they're not even family right um yeah it's just i don't know if I, i'm bitter about it i love hearing stories about my mom and mm-hmm. i'm sure any kid that has a similar experience to me does but i don't know yeah so and uh, being 25 years you know the anniversary and you know you have a jersey here which is everyone else got, everyone got jerseys for it yeah. which is really cool um you know with kind of like last name and, and the and the number 25 and and the, the home jersey that we have now for that moment um 
you know, I was down the Thunder recently, and there's you know they have a display there, you know they have the wall with everybody's name on it. Um, it's it's it is it is nice to see the community around it, right? And I'm yeah. sure like over the last 25 years, as you've got older, you've been more involved with the community yeah. and everything that you know, re- remembering that day or whatever it is that the events that go around it. Um, no, I saw you at the the, the memorial marathon last year, right? Absolutely. You were, you know, yeah. you and you and Abby ran that, and it's just such a great day to remember remember those people. That you know, and you've ran in that thing, mm-hmm. and ran in a few half marathons. Just my sister lives in Miami, Florida. Ran half marathon down there. Um, just being in sports medicine, you work, kind of work marathons too. And yeah, the Oklahoma City Marathon is by far the best. Yeah. Um, the enthusiasm, the community support, you know, the, all the medical providers down there, they do all that for free. They don't get paid to do that. There's no, there's no contract with a hospital to provide mm-hmm. services for that, that marathon. And that is all healthcare people volunteering their time, knowing the commitment yeah. and what that means to the community. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And I, I've ran the last two. I think I'm going to run the full this year. And Taryn ran her first half in Fort Worth and then came up to Oklahoma City and ran her first half last year. And and I knew, I'd ran the previous year, so I knew what it was like. And it was cool to watch her and her experience going from something, you know, she hadn't never experienced it yet, but she'd kind of experienced another race before. And then realizing her reaction and seeing that it's so different. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, they just volunteer to be there, right? Everyone yeah. that's there is a volunteer. Right. So uh, it it is really cool to see that. Um, and I also, I've sat down with Carrie Watkins and had her on the podcast and just kind of the, you know, she was the first employee there, right, at the yeah. memorial. And just to see her passion for it and the stuff that she does every year, you know, just for the remembrance of, you know, your mum and, and, and all the others. Like, it's it's hard not to kind of feel great about what the city has come to, together to do. It's just, it's been unbelievable to see the growth of the city around mm-hmm. it. Um so many city leaders just take so much pride in it. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just calming to, yeah. you know, you see it still being, you know, honored and immortalized in a way. Because yeah. the people that make the decisions know that a lot of the city wouldn't be where it's at today if that tragedy would have never happened. Yeah. And, of course, you never want those things to happen, you know, for the better of a city or a community but you know that's life uh-huh. and to see the way that Oklahoma City and the people of it have responded you mm-hmm. know it just it's a place that you know I feel comfortable calling home yeah I agree same with that it's uh, you know and, and even if it's not on that day right, there's always you could walk through the memorial on any day and you get a, you know that feeling that like this is not it's not like a tragedy that's just happened people have had a social media day for it and then they've forgotten about it mm. you know like everyone's already forgotten about what happened in Australia like recently with the fires and all that kind of stuff like it has its moment and people are going to struggle to to deal with that yeah. but like it's kind of like if you ask somebody now they're like oh oh yeah I forgot about that same with like what happened in California the California fires and you know like all these tragedies tra- tragedies when they happen they have their moment people acknowledge it but then they kind of that's it right with this you know Oklahoma City has just harnessed it 
and used it as a strength to grow and, and build the city. And I can't, you know, the difference I'm sure with the city 25 years ago to what it is now is, is incredible, especially with the people too. Yeah. You know, and I think that maps project is, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, um, trying to think of the word, but it's, it was, I mean, that bombing was influential for the maps project and mm-hmm. you've seen what the maps projects done in Oklahoma city. Yeah. Um, do you get invited to things a lot? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a good relationship with my mom's department. Um, mm-hmm. She worked DEA, you know, DEA, yeah. Drug Enforcement. Um, mm-hmm. She was a dispatcher, um, and she was on loan from the Cleveland County Sheriff's Department when she was killed. But, you know, they are very adamant about, you know, the employees that they lost and, yeah. and the way they honor them. and still to this day you know my relationship with that department is very strong Uh Um, I get invited to lunches with them Um, obviously anything related to the memorial I get invited to um, some of my old professors with sports medicine are very involved with the marathon and kind of the health services down there so they're always very adamant about you know making sure I feel if I want to be involved Mm -hmm. with any of the planning or just being down there on the day of uh yeah yeah i mean and and it's important to me because like i don't have those memories of my mom and we were talking about my family's relationships but it's these things these involvements with the memorial or any decision making that that's how i that's my relationship with my mom yeah in a way yeah does family go as well with you so you know my sister is very Involved, but she lives in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it all has to do with the relationship with the with the memorial, and it's a lot easier for me to go versus my family. Yeah, and I would say that rings true for anybody that experienced that day, that was affected by that day, that had any loss with that day, because their relationship with that more we would say very beautiful memorial very you know just the gorgeous yeah it is yeah it's a peaceful place it feels very serene um but that's not their relationship with the memorial yeah they don't see that place as a gorgeous remembrance I mean of course they they love that yeah, that's there but it but, takes them back to that day yeah it takes them back to that day to the you know the loss to mm-hmm. the violence to the chaos and I sense that I think just knowing that's kind of my family's relationship with it mm-hmm. is that's they don't remember it as that yeah and maybe that's taught me how to be very empathetic with people and it's a great lesson but mm-hmm. but yeah yeah what um do you have I guess a memory of the the first time you went down there that you clearly remember going down there for like one of the remembrance days or the day off you know I feel I think it may have been after you know the memorial was built mm-hmm. um, maybe I was eight 
could have been eight. Well, I don't know. Maybe not eight. I was a young kid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's the memories of I have going to the, you know, the very first remembrance ceremonies was always bringing yellow roses because those are my mom's favorite. Yeah. And that always was something I did. Yellow roses. Mm-hmm. Seeing your mom's chair and, and sat yeah. down and, yeah. You know, and it, it's not that I don't value my mom's grave. She's buried Rose, Rose Hill, which is right kind of yeah. where class and curve is. Mm-hmm. You know, I go out there too, but it's like her chair's kind of, it's kind of like my, that's where I see her grave as. And yeah. I mean, that's where ultimately she perished was in the rubble. But, but yeah, that's where I, if, if I'm going to go lay anything, it's going to be at her chair. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, when I've been down there and I obviously don't have any real, nowhere near the connection that you have and your family has, um, you know, but coming from the state, coming from Wales and coming over here and, and taking my family down there and just go, you know, you walk through and, and, and you see these chairs and, and you see the names and you see the little chairs and, you know, and then you walk through and, and I, I think the Thunder have done a great thing this year by it's free to go through the, for this entire year. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you get a sense of that day, but there's nothing compared to what yourself and other families have gone through. Um, and like you said, the 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 feelings that, that you know, your dad might have, your, your sister has, someone that's older takes them really back to what that day was actually like and they can really remember it. Um, you know, like it, it's tough walking through for me, and I don't have really any connection to it. I can't imagine how tough it is for, you know, yourself and your dad and and stuff like that. Like it's, you know, I never understood that as a kid. Yeah, I always would want you know them to go down there with me as a kid, and mm-hmm. you look back at it now, it's like, was that damaging? You know, you kind of feel bad about it. Yeah. What did they say when you would ask? You know, honestly, I don't remember, you know, and I definitely understood as I got older when I could go, you know, myself and especially my dad would want to stay home. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean. What, I guess, what was it like? What's kind of like, um, like mom's side of the family, grandparents, stuff like that? So, you know, I would say they're similar to my dad's side. Yeah. Um, it's not a place of peace. You know, that's not a place of... Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it's important, but that's chaos. Man. Yeah. That's, you know, my family has PTSD. Maybe it's never been diagnosed, but... But it's, it's there. there. It's there. Yeah. I don't doubt they have, don't have nightmares uh-huh. and dreams and... Did you guys live kind of in Bethany at that time? Yeah. You know, it's weird. I've always lived in Bethany. Yeah. You know, I went to Bethany High School. I could say I'm not a transfer. A lot of those kids that go there are transfers. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a legit Born and raised Bethany down the street. Yeah. But, yeah, we've always lived in that little area. And, the, like, the whole family lives in that area. Mm-hmm. My nan lives right around the block on my mom's side, my dad's parents. 
lives right off Asbury. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, my sister got married young, about 19. It would have been probably about five or six years after, maybe seven or eight, yeah. after the bombing. But her husband had family, and, you know, that's, like I said, it's chaos, man. Yeah. And there's a chance to kind of get away. And Did they get married here or in They Miami? got married here. Yeah, that's nice. I know that's a big reason. But, you know, they moved. I'm, he, he, her husband's a pastor, and his brother had a church that he pastored, and they kind of went down there and did that. But yeah. I'm sure there's other reasons, but I knew that was a factor. Was right. kind of the getaway. And I think that's probably been a lot of people's experience. The yeah. experience was kind of find a way to kind of retreat from it and kind of heal not in their own way. To, yeah, not have to see it every day or see something, remind, get reminded of it every day. Yeah. Because that's what I'm sure you see things every day that takes you somewhere related to it. Absolutely, every day. Yeah, every day. And next, and you've you know found a way to deal with that. A lot of people don't. A lot of people they really really struggle with it. And I've seen those people, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But you know, we all respond to trauma in mm-hmm. some kind of way, and you know, some people would say that's maybe the right way to do it or the wrong way, but. Ultimately, you got to deal with it. Maybe. Yeah, you got to. To heal from it. And if one way is going to be the way you're going to do it, I'll yeah. to you. I'll yeah. love you. Do you think, um, like, you used that um, feeling to motivate you to get into competitive sports? Yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like in my life, sports always been there. Yeah. This event, because I mean, it's not like your typical death. I mean, right? Yeah, you're right. You gotta, you gotta, in a way, it's a glorified death. Every year, you gotta relive this event, even if it's 25 years later. You've had 25 years to heal from it. Yeah. Not really, because you gotta, you gotta experience it again in in the next year. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any emotional attachment, but once the month of April gets here, I'm a different person. Yeah. And I'm sure you see that in your dad and and sister as well and everyone else. I'm a different person. I am. I'm quiet. Yeah. It's it. It feels like a month of silence, to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just because I'm in my head the whole time. I guess just building up to that day where you have to be down there, physically down there, going to that moment. I mean, I don't find it hard. It's just. It's just such a weird time. Yeah. Does people, do people around that time do people act weird not I say weird that's the wrong word do people act differently around you because they know no 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 you know I feel you know it once the day of the bombing you know and they're they're reminded that this happened yeah I think it it just depends on the relationship you know and I don't know maybe yeah. they do I never know they never tell me yeah have you had that kind of, I guess, sit down, I guess every year, I'm sure, you know, memories come up and you, you have that moment with family and you talk and, and you share all the good things and you bring out old photos or whatever it is. Uh, how is that kind of the same every year or do you, have you had like a sit down moment with dad and, and your sister and, you know, no, we haven't. You haven't, like, dealt with it together? 
Is that because you think they just they just want to deal with it the way they want to deal with it? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, I would say that's kind of the personality of my family. You know, yeah. we deal with things on our own, which yeah. is healthy and not, not healthy as well. Right. Um, but, you know, there's all, obviously the, you know, the location factor with my sister, which mm-hmm. is probably the next yeah. most involved person, you know, with any type of physical presence being, you know, at the memorial with me. But, I mean, my aunt's just as involved in my nan, you mm-hmm. know. Not this, there's no blame in my family for right. the way they... Everyone just deals with it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And just fam- pictures and family moments just isn't one of one of the ways that, you know... Yeah. We've got over it. Uh-huh. Oh, not, not even to say get over it. It's just the way we've dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess back to kind of, you know, using that to to go you know sports always been in your life and kind of using that and harnessing that energy and and putting it towards good and and using that to honor your mum right like whatever you do putting 110 percent in because anybody that knows you and ever saw you on the field knows that there was no half measures right there's no no life measures there's nothing if you're into this you're into it you're in a 50 50 it's you're in right you know there's no 50 50 tackle that you were like shying away from uh that's I'm why sure I got people, the big name Bone Crusher. Yeah, I'm sure people listening will know, will have a little chuckle at that because they know exactly they could picture a moment of you flying across the field. And, and the funniest thing, though, I've never had, I've never been sent off. I've never had a red card <laughs> ever, ever. It's my greatest like thing uh, I take pride in. Like everyone's like, dude, you're you must have been like this dirty player, and, like, yeah, going in and crushing people, just being reckless. I'm like, no, never no. been red carded. Yeah, never been sent committed off. is the word for it. Yeah, it? yeah. And it's you know when you speak to you 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 know you hear athletes interviews or you speak to athletes and especially like you know ones who are, who are super competitive or have been successful, um, they've all kind of gone through something some adversity, yeah, um, or either gone through it or currently dealing with something that's that's you know difficult, um, but like from adversity you know becomes strength and you, you grow. And there's no doubt that you know you're you've grown a lot more than than someone who hasn't gone through something like yeah. that. And you know the most growth for me is post college. You know I look back so much that I wasted uh-huh. in college. You know I was fortunate you know to have school paid for and got the walk on and do what I wanted to do yeah. just as a walk on, but. Where I'm at now and, like, my experience with, like, healthcare and just, like, being with kids and it's just, like, man, like, would have loved to have been a doctor, you know, or yeah. been a PA. You know, I love what I do as an athletic trainer, but mm-hmm. I feel like I can do more. And there's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Obviously more time. And, you know, you know, you learn that lesson now. Yeah. Hopefully, no trauma or tragedy is going to happen to me soon but I got a whole lifetime to right not correct it because I've learned so much and been through so much as a kid yeah or even as a young adult I mean this is my first year of marriage and it's been the greatest thing ever yeah just to be you know I never had a female presence yeah and to have someone that you can speak to and be vulnerable to and just have that conversation with 
it's been a huge learning right? process. For me. <laughs> I'm Holy sure. crap, man. I'm like, yeah, I got to explain myself, my feelings. Yeah. How do I do this? How, what, I guess, do you remember, like, cause I'm sure Abby like would have, there must've been a time where Abby's like brought it up and wanted to, wanted to talk about it. But at the same time, like, I'm sure there were times where she's like, I wanted to, but I couldn't and I didn't. And then you finally kind of relationship grows and you, you know, you get stronger and then you have that conversation and you speak openly about it, which I'm sure is both mutually beneficial. Yeah. And it's just been weird the way that she's been able to do that has just been perfect. You know, she's been very, times when I've needed distance, she's given me that because I need to do that to recollect my thoughts because... It's the type of person I am. I can't just speak what I feel. I have to yeah. think about what, what am I experiencing before I talk about it. Yeah. Not, not the most uh, spontaneous personality. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like when you go, when you have to speak about, you know, you have to confront or speak about something that's painful, right? It's not fun to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but then you know deep down that the person that you're speaking to it, you know, talking to Abby about it, you know she has your best interest. Right. And you know that, like, deep down you know that this is a good thing to get whatever it is off your chest and talk about it. And Because um, I think that's what your mum would, would, would have wanted yeah. you to do, would have wanted you to talk about it and wanted you to, you know, be be who you are to represent her, right? And that's, I, mean, I guess, what you have to remind here. yourself. Yeah, you have to remind yourself of that every day. Because there's the other side of it where you just kind of, you could shut down or, you know, you just don't want to speak to anybody. I'm sure you've had those moments too. Yeah. Like everyone has. Yeah. And like, this is like one of my wife's sayings mm-hmm. and it just now hit home, but she's real like adamant about two words and it's speak life. Yeah. And you kind of just hit it right on the head. You said it earlier. I'm just like, Wow. There's my wife, but yeah. it's so true. It's amazing how you find someone that comes together. Like you, you know, you and Abby get together, but it's amazing how like these people come into our lives and at, at the right time, you know, yeah. like right moment of life, right time. I they're perfect. I've never seen myself getting married. I know. when mm. you, I was shocked. I'll be honest. I think we all were. Um but like I said, you know deep down, right? You're like, well, I don't have to worry about, you know, this This is not, this is not like out of the blue. This is like the right time. Yeah. And Abby showed up for you at the right time. Absolutely. And you showed up for her at the right time. You know, it's a yeah. two-way street. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, life's amazing. I know that. Right? <laughs> preposterous (laughs) whatever that means Uh, when you think about it it's like whoa this stuff actually happens timing it's it's i guess when you take time to sit down and reflect things it makes you realize how special you know just stuff that we take for granted is isn't it yeah uh and especially like i said for you around april around leading up to it you know around family and and even if it's not April and, you you know, you, you're driving past the memorial or you see the Thunder game and, you know, everyone's on the court with their shirts, like, there's always a moment that's going to remind you. But those two words, you know, speak life. That's, you're right. That's it's so simple, but yeah. so deep. It's so meaningful. Uh-huh. 
It's like my whole relationship with like purpose and being driven. It's just like at first it's like I want to live a life for my mom, mm-hmm. but it's changed, you know, as you get older, it's like you want to be a representative for your mom. You want to be a representative of the people she worked with, representative yeah. of all the people that died and perished in the bombing, people involved with it. You just, and maybe that's not for everybody, but it's like right. it's, ultimate sacrifice mm-hmm. because I've been given so much because of it and that's been another thing challenging thing in my life is you know I'm getting school paid for because of it it's sure it's great but I mean the reason why is because you know those people were killed yeah do you kind of feel like people i mean obviously people they do that out of good out of a good thing right that there's a reason that they're doing that but at the same time could it be overwhelming at times i mean i remember when i was in college and got done playing soccer and it hit me like yeah man what have i wasted Uh uh-huh you know it's just sure you wasted time but you were given this because of this and mm-hmm. all you wanted to do was play a game. And I think that was it was a defining moment in my life. To be more purposeful and just be aware to that. Yeah. And it's I don't know, it's definitely changed me. Yeah. And I, again, I you said, you know, the, the physician's route would be, you know, great route to take. And like I said, there's still time to do that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you've thought about it a lot and have put, you know, put the feelers out there to figure out what it is that you've got to do, how long you're going to do it for, how things are going to take care of themselves. I'm sure Abby's behind you, regardless yeah, of absolutely. what it's going to take. Uh, and, you it's know, for you, it's just timing thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like, right, when am I going to do this? Just finding that time when it's just... When's it going to be your calling? You yeah. Know? That time's yeah. going to come. How do you find it, like, as, like, a, you know, around, like, the kids and teaching and, and all that kind of stuff? Like, how do you harness that and use it for good for them? I've always felt, you know, doing your job is always important. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be an educator and kids and impact kids. And but in a way... It's how you do it. Yeah. How you how you show up. How's your relationship? You know, everyone talks about relationships, and no matter what realm of work you do, mm-hmm. you're going to impact somebody with a relationship. Not necessarily how good of an educator I am. Yeah. Sure, I might have the most evidence-based instruction method for a kid that retains something, which I never do. I'm just <laughs> that's not my yeah. that's not my education. I'm not. A, I'm not a, career teacher that's not my background sports medicine Mm -hmm. but harness that power of building a meaningful relationship with those kids sure people always talk about being the role model for the kid but just get a relationship with them first that's what they want yeah and eventually if that's what you want to be as a role model those kids will grow onto that but not even just with the kids but you know, we work with like so many people that are hurt and uh-huh. go through life 
you know, everyone's, everybody's trauma is, they experience it the same themselves. It doesn't matter the type of trauma. Yeah. You know, a person feels hurt. They're going to feel hurt either if it's going through a relationship, a divorce or death, they're still hurt the same individually. So I think the bombings just made me a very empathetic person and I'm thankful for the lessons it's taught me up to this point and just being able to have relationships with kids, kids that hurt administrators that, you know, are struggling with their job or wanting to transition to another position or Mm -hmm. career educators that love what they do versus, you know, the educator that's struggling with education in Oklahoma because we all know it's not perfect. Right. But, you know, we show up and go to work. Yeah. Why not be happy doing it? Yeah, because, like, you know, you, more than anyone, know that anything can happen. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. No, not at all. And it's just trying to get that across to, I mean, to get it across to kids is probably harder than anyone else. Right? Yeah. I'm sure that's that's not easy. And sometimes frustrating, because some of them... But, you know, have no idea what you've dealt with, what your family's dealt with, what you've had to go through. If they did, they'd understand. Yeah, and you know, kids. We all value kids. Yeah. I mean, the daycare center and the bombing. Mm-hmm. I mean, those the small chairs in the field. Yeah. I mean, it just strikes emotions, and you know, I show up to work, and there would be days when I think about you know those kids in the daycare and. Here I am with kids. Yeah. And it's just, sure, I've never dreamt of myself having a career in education with kids, but I look back on, like, my resume of jobs, and it starts in college <laughs> when I was a school bus driver. Like, yeah. I've been around these kids since I've been in school. Like, in a way, I find something with that important. Yeah. And I can do that. I can work with kids. Yeah. That's, uh... That's something that, like I said, when you only realize when you reflect. You don't really realize it in the moment or growing up, and then you look back like, whoa, like I actually have had this kind of impact on kids my entire life without realizing it, mm-hmm. without kind of intentionally doing it. You've always kind of been there, had some form of support for the kids' control over, you know, where they're going, what they're doing. Uh, and then, you know, seen as, I mean, somebody that they look up to, regardless if you're a bus driver or a teacher. Yeah. Like everyone kind of looks up to an older person, whatever the stage of their life is, right? But um, what I guess this year with with the twenty five years, I, you know, is it's like any other year for you, right? It's not like I, I know it's going to be it's a big deal. There's always a build up for those twenty yeah. twenty year twenty five year fifteen year, but you know it's it's this year, yeah. you know and. It's a big deal every year, yeah. especially for a family member. But you know, it's going to be a, it's mm-hmm. going to be a beautiful service, and we're going to represent those people yeah. the best we can because that's what we've done. Yeah, that's what we'll continue to do. I think they did a great job last year of having, um, you know, like this was the first year they had like people's faces on the route, yeah. wouldn't it? And you know you climb you, you climb that hill and you make that turn and you see faces and you're like, it hits you straight away. Um, 
and you know just walking or, or running or whatever it is that you're doing down that street and seeing those faces towards the end I mean that's it was it was very uh definitely like powerful to see how people you know would honor anybody that they knew that was had a had their picture up you know there was people stopping to take a picture in front of someone that they knew or there was people who were really like pushing to beat their time you know being competitive that like kicked in another gear because of that uh it's interesting how people deal with it you know they see that and they they react differently but um, i mean you look up and in the past you've always seen a name yeah but now you see a face Mm -hmm. you see a person yeah Dan, that's just one of our senses is yeah. sight and you see a person versus a name and you're like you know it kicks in the emotions you know you get to see that person if you're a family member it brings back memories yeah but but yeah it was great wasn't it yeah a new course new I course mean, new finishing line which is going to be different again this year obviously oh, you're yeah, going to finish the in park. the park this year it's going to be amazing awesome. I mean it was amazing last year and the Myriad Gardens were just kind of used as like a placeholder because of the route change because of the streetcar and now which was you know it was awesome and now it's going to be even better because you know you're finishing and you're going to hang out in the park the park's yeah. finished another thing because of maps that we have <laughs> right. you know relates it all the way back because of maps is it maps four we're up to now i think i hope it goes you know? to maps one million yeah and back to soccer we're going to get a new hopefully get a new energy yeah. stadium out of it um i think they have like i think it's a total of 130 acres i think they have because they go south of the river too. There's acreage south of the river. That's where the stadium's going. Uh, maybe this. I think there's like seventy acres south of the river. Because that's finally they can use the Scissor Hill Bridge to connect both. Yeah. Um, they have land south, and it all ties into like where Western is and Wheeler Park stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely going to elevate the event. It's already one of the best events of the year and best mar- marathons in in the nation, if not the world. Yeah. And it's already you know with that because finishing down automobile alley was great but it's you know it's it's a street it's small isn't it yeah. and now you're finishing in a wide open park in the you know the heart of downtown right run right under the uh Devon building yeah you, know, you got the thunder arena there and the brand new convention center that's mm-hmm. went down to that park the other day and was like man that thing's massive yeah it's huge yeah <laughs> the the opening concert they had they had like twenty eight thousand people and that was through the gate not not including volunteers and, and staff it's, you I know, hope it brings more big names. I mean, yeah, I think so, definitely. What a fun place to have an outdoor concert. Yeah, I'm festival or anything. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a special moment finishing in the park. Yeah, you've been down to that park, mm-hmm. been like the playground and stuff. Oh yeah, my nieces were in town. We took them to that little park and they got that awesome slide. You've been gone down that. I haven't slide. got down the slide now, dude. You gotta. Do I need it. to do that. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah, no, it's um. It's going to be special for sure. Uh, and yeah, they just, every year they do something that's that just elevates it. And I'm sure as someone who has direct ties to it, just makes you appreciate it even more. That it's, you know, every year it's something new and it's it's improved. And, you know, mum is honored the way that, that you want it to be honored. So um, I know this hasn't been easy, man. I really appreciate you yeah, wanting to do I mean. this. So how it feels just wanting to be a representative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stories um, are always important. Yeah. If there's anyone listening that um, 
has similar family that that was lost or has a relationship with someone that has family that lost or or is anybody that's hurting that wants to reach out and chat and talk and just have somebody to listen to or you know have somebody listen to them um how can they reach out to myself or just yeah yeah i mean email email's probably the easiest okay you know you can just type a message and you don't have to worry about talking to somebody initially but i mean that's one way to open the door and get conversation started. I mean, it's yeah. the most important thing. Okay. If anybody wants that, let me know and I'll, uh, I'll get that to them. I have email. So, um, yeah, I, I can't, you know, it's, I have, I have no words to, to understand what it is that you're going through and have been through and what your family goes through every year when this time comes around. Um, but I will be there every year to run. Every year. I don't care if it's a 5K or yeah. I'm doing my first marathon this year. Have you been to the ceremony? No, I will do that this year. That's... I would love to be there. you need to do. Yeah. And for anybody that's listening that mm-hmm. wants a piece of what Oklahoma City is and... Yeah. You still feel the emotions. Because it's always packed out, right? It's typically packed out, but it's just... I think it's on a Sunday this year, too, so... You don't that's have good. You don't have to worry about work and... Those yeah. Type of things. Um, obviously, church, but but yeah, that is you know, there's it's open seating. Uh-huh. You always watch it on TV too. Uh, yeah, like I KFOR, have Arizona, yeah. But when you're down there, you know, it's, and I've read names in the past. I've been part of the ceremony, and mm-hmm. it's just it takes it to the next level in a way. Yeah. If, if you're a visual or an experienced type of person, but. Mm-hmm. No, I'll uh, I'll be there. Should sure. love to. Well, I uh, again really appreciate you, you know, wanting to do this and just kind of like I said honoring mum by doing this and spreading the word and and just kind of speaking about it. It's uh, it's powerful and I definitely really appreciate it and I know listeners will as well. So um, yeah, thanks again, mate. This is um, you know, it's it's special for sure. Uh, and I know the people listening will, uh, you know, they can, they can draw something from this, you know, like those two words, you know, speak life. Like that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Regardless of what age you are, who you're around, what ties you have, even if you, you know, anybody really. So, uh, thanks for listening guys. And we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.